Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It is October the 13th. My title today is The Stress But Necessity of Obligations. Do, do you hate being obligated to do things like getting your mother-in-law a gift on Mother's Day, even though she drives you crazy? Or after having to work from home, now you have to go back to the office requiring pants instead of shorts or sweatpants all week long. I think the last time I wore a suit was to a funeral a few years ago. So now they just hang in my closet providing food for moths. Actually, when you think about it, we are under obligation for quite a number of things if we want to stay alive and be healthy and productive. I would say first on the list would be our obligation to breathe, <laughs> which we do about 22,000 times a day because we need oxygen to stay alive. And then there's food. We are under an obligation to not just eat food, but to eat the food our bodies need to be healthy. <laughs> if I had it my way, I'd be happy just to consume two Boston cream-filled donuts with chocolate on top from Tim Hortons and a cup of coffee at every meal. Throw in an occasional steak and some jumbo shrimp, and I'll tell you what, I'm a happy man. However, eventually that would be boring, and I would feel an obligation to dine on foods that sustain a somewhat reasonable, healthy existence. We have an obligation to give our bodies rest, so we sleep. We have an obligation to pay our taxes, to drive the speed limit most of the time, or to go to work and pay our bills. Then if we get married and have kids, our obligations go through the roof. So we can conclude that there are many things we need to be doing every day to meet the obligations we have to live the life we want to live. However, did you know that we have an obligation not only to ourselves, but to God in the way we live? Sure, you might be thinking of a long list of things that form in your mind of all that we have to do to live a normal Christian life, but this obligation is not some petty or occasional thing we feel we must do. It is an obligation with a price tag of life or death. And if we're not seeking to fulfill this obligation, our Christian life will suffer as well as will harm ourselves and our loved ones. So let's read it. It's in Romans 8. Verses 12 and 13, quote, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So, at the end of Romans 7, Paul has shared with us this tremendous struggle that he had with coveting, which would also be lust. 
he himself had this internal battle with his flesh, and he says he experienced every form of coveting or lusting. And he declares that he concluded that in his flesh he was a wretched man who needed deliverance, which God was giving to him through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he tells us in Romans 8 that we have this obligation. And he only gives us two choices. We can allow our flesh to dominate our choices and choose to sin, which will lead to death. However, we have a second option. And that is, now listen carefully, to put to death the misdeeds of the body by means of the Spirit of God. Now, this is a critical truth for those of us who are addicted to porn and sex or any other sinful choices that we can make which will ruin our lives. Our obligation is clear, but it's not simple. If we continue to live in our flesh and its unsatiable appetite for any number of behaviors that will destroy our lives, then we will die, which reminds me of two passages which also underscore this. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And then what James tells us in chapter 1, he says, but each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. So there are our two choices, but only one obligation. The addiction that has caused our sexual brokenness, if left unchecked, will destroy our lives and harm everyone we love. Therefore, Paul tells us that our obligation is not to our flesh with its passions and desires that we have been feeding for, (laughs) I don't know about you, but far too long for me. And the end of that road is death. And is that what you really want? It is what your flesh wants to do to you and will do to you unless you take the opposite road. And this is why it is so absolutely essential that we feel this obligation, which is for us, underscore us, which is for us to be putting to death the desires or the deeds of our flesh. Notice we're not told nor can we put to death our flesh. We're born with it and we'll die with it. It's a lifelong companion, but it will end when our body dies. So what we are told to do and have the obligation to do is to put to death the deeds of the flesh. And our verse tells us that the only way that is possible is if we're putting to death the deeds of our flesh by means of the Holy Spirit. This can and will happen as we become experts in being filled with and walking in the Spirit 
by a day-to-day and moment-by-moment surrendering of ourselves to Him and allowing Him to accomplish in us what we are unable to accomplish for ourselves. And we'll go into this more tomorrow because this is critical. Learning how to put to death the deeds of the flesh by means of the Spirit. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope you are being filled and walking in the Spirit so that you are not fulfilling the desires of your flesh. I hope you are offering your body to God as a living sacrifice and putting on the full armor of God so that you can even have a chance. God bless you, my friends. Take care, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.